Dinner. This is Jeff. And Kelly. Halloween month week four brings us to the end of the Cult of Thorn storyline in the Halloween movies. A misguided attempt to (laughs) throw some sort of like rational reasoning behind Mm -hmm. what Michael Myers does. And in effect, basically just ruining everything. Yeah. Making him (laughs) less scary. Yeah, and making the whole thing just uh, very, yeah, very silly and very stupid, uh, which means, of course, the movie that we are talking about for this week is the 1995 American slasher film Halloween colon The Curse of Michael Myers. Not Halloween 6, technically. Yeah. Not in the title card. That is in the producer's cut. It is called Halloween 6. Okay. Uh, But that is kind of its own thing. Mm -hmm. You know, like it it shares most of the same movie. Okay. uh, But the very end is basically what's like really super duper different. Okay. And it's why the end of this movie that we watched makes such little sense. It is a baffling movie. Yeah. Um, I know that I said several times that Halloween 5 is likely my least favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, it is terrible. I have no, you know, uh, <laughs> equivocations about that. Yeah. The only thing that it probably has over this movie is the fact that Halloween 5 kind of makes sense. Yeah. From start to finish. Yeah. This movie is so fucking crazy so bizarre so many things where you're just like how yeah (laughs) like at every turn that the movie makes you're like what (laughs) who in what like it's it's Mm -hmm. astounding sometimes it's oh my god it's insane how little sense so much of this movie makes at the very least we get one last trip down memory lane with Dr. Loomis. Mm-hmm. A few more final Loomis monologues, <laughs> uh, which, you know, you just sort of come to expect and, yeah. and, and love. Uh, we get uh, returning characters that aren't played by the people who played them before. Uh, mm-hmm. Namely, and most like disappointingly, Jamie Lloyd. Her, like, super small role at the beginning of this movie is no longer Danielle Harris mm-hmm. uh, because of some bullshit I was reading about where they were like, what? Your character dies, like, immediately. We'll pay you $1,000. And that's it. Ugh. Yeah, right? And it's like, what the fuck? Like, I was in the other two movies, though. Like, I'm the part, I'm the middle of this thing. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah but your your part's too small. 1000 bucks. Like, oof. Bad play. Like, yeah. I mean, I guess good play, because I'm sure this movie didn't make that much fucking money, so you have to save <laughs> wherever you can. Mm-hmm. But, like, just shitty move. What are you doing? Yeah. Tommy Doyle from the first movie, the little boy that, that uh, Laurie is uh, babysitting. Mm-hmm. He's back, this time played by Paul Stephen Rudd. <laughs> Love the fact that he's yes. credited with a middle name. Adorable. <laughs> Love the fact that he's in this movie so uh, much so much he's basically like the lead character which is kind of wild that like instead of it well actually that's the weirdest thing it does have yet another final girl yeah but she even gets like a little bit sidelined for tommy doyle <laughs> who's sort of more the main character but the movie was like but there needs to be the girl though right yeah. there needs to be some sort of girl uh who is kara who gets kind of the short end of the stick mm. uh of the franchise itself because like as soon as she came on screen i was like oh so like she's supposed to be like tina i'm sorry i mean rachel i'm sorry i mean Lori. like it's yeah. so far removed like who the fuck is this lady yeah like what does any of this have to do the, the way that they tie in her and her family into the whole mythos is Ridiculous. astoundingly stupid yeah and completely unnecessary you know Which, what i mean like yeah. really when you get down to it there's no reason for her family to be strodes. Mm-hmm. Like they're related to the people who adopted it was, Lori. It was his brother. Yeah, but this is just what's so funny. It's like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? Like, are you yeah. kidding me? There's no reason for it to, there's no reason for that connection to happen because there's really no connection there. Yeah. It's completely superficial, it means nothing. I guess. It's the house that's important. Yeah. Like the whole, the whole thing about them living in the old Myers house. 
is like for one god damn it i'm pretty certain that's a whole nother house again you know it was a different one from five and again they've changed the myers house like that's not what it was it's not what it looked like god damn it i feel like if anything this movie at least got a little bit closer to the original with this house yeah a little bit it at least wasn't like some sort of like gothic castle yeah (laughs) (laughs) but it was just seemingly like way too huge yeah there were still way too many rooms upstairs and like a third floor yeah (laughs) question mark (laughs) uh but like it could be any family living in that house because the only thing that really comes of it is that like Michael goes home at one point mm-hmm. and he kills some people in it mm-hmm. and it's the people who happen to be living in that house. He doesn't give a shit that they're Strodes. Yeah. Why do we give a shit that they're Strodes? Like it doesn't matter at all. <laughs> so it could have literally been anybody. Nobody gives a fuck about the Strodes. No. This is stupid. <laughs> um, and then another returning character not played by the same person, Dr. Wynn. Uh, who mm-hmm. is technically named in the first movie. He's the guy who's walking and talking with Loomis when they're leaving the sanitarium. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, how'd you let him get out? And he's like, oh, I was here trying to get him back in. You know, the, that fucking guy. Mm-hmm. Um, to try to make it seem like he's a really important integral part yeah, of like Loomis's well yeah. and Michael's situation like i've been here this whole time like what really where yeah it would have been cool if you had shown up or talked to him on the phone or something in in one of those earlier movies you know in four or five or something like yeah where was the assistance there yeah he's doing jack shit all that time loomis is doing it all and now he's like i'm on the team like what fuck you dr win (laughs) you suck um the start of this movie when i was a kid was really effective most specifically the spike on the head on the wall mm-hmm. of that nurse yeah that was fucking gnarly to like <laughs> seven eight-year-old me or whatever when i first fucking saw this like yeah oh, oh my god my god it's <laughs> it's gruesome as shit so this one always was one like when i was in the video store or something as a kid if i saw that specific cover <laughs> you know the one that right there on the dvd case and mm-hmm. that was the one that was like uh I know what happens at the beginning of that one. I don't really like it. Uh, and then getting older uh, and just seeing it for what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Which is very, very bad. Like that scene and that effect and all that stuff is perfectly like horror movie decent. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, gruesome. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah, it's not yeah. actually that Until scary. you look at the mask. <laughs> oh, oh, it's a bad mask. It's, 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 it's real bad. It's slightly better than five uh simply because the neck isn't flared out so much yeah but it still doesn't look right it doesn't there's something about the neck that's still off and it also looks like it's made of like paper mache or clay or something and not like a rubber mask yeah it looks too stiff and mm -hmm. like lumpy i don't know it they (laughs) had an amateur pour it or something i mean What doesn't make any fucking sense to me of them going down this timeline of this cult? Because, like, the start of the movie is, like, in the cult headquarters. Holy Mm -hmm. shit, Jamie's having a baby. (laughs) Which I had no idea. And so my first comment or my first note was, what is it with the hospitals in this town? (laughs) Thinking that it was just a regular (laughs) hospital, not a cult hospital. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, like, this hospital's horrifying. Yeah. Oh, my God. Haddonfield, get it together. (laughs) Like, you need to just, like... Burn it to the ground yeah, and then start, start over. over. Something yeah. went wrong. That's <laughs> clear by now. <laughs> but yeah, they're in the cult headquarters. Jamie's having a baby. Thank God they don't go the route that the producers cut go. That implies that the baby is Michael's. Oh, yeah, very gross. Not uh, necessary, and oh. makes the whole thing super weird. Yeah, um, and like, so I don't like thinking like, okay, she's locked up in this. Like, well, how did she get pregnant? In yeah, the first like she's place, already like, having a, a a terrible nightmare baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so for it to be Michael specifically, though, like, oh, yeah, my, oh, mm. come on. Uh, it also <sighs> just like, what? Why? What the fuck? What is that? Like. You know what I mean? Like the whole yeah. thing is so ludicrous, even going by the rules that they go by. 
Because it's yeah. like, okay, Cult of Thorn makes Michael kill his entire family. Mm-hmm. That's basically the gist of it. Yeah. There's a bunch of stupid monologues in this movie from people <laughs> trying to explain it. Of like, oh, this old Celtic ritual or these old fucking ruins or yeah. all this kind of bullshit. Like, it's it's terrible and it actually doesn't explain anything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the producer's cut apparently is like just even more confusing. Oh, <laughs> they great. go into it more, but it's that it doesn't explain more. Uh, but like... The whole thing is like Michael kills his whole family. Whole family. Jamie is family. Mm-hmm. The last one. That's the whole point. Yeah. That's why he awakens in four and he goes after her. And then when he doesn't get her, he comes back in five because he didn't get her and that kind of mm-hmm. shit. Like he is going for Jamie. So the cult in this storyline, because at the end of five, the cult clearly steals Michael and they leave. Yes. And Jamie's in the police station crying because Michael's escaped and he's out there somewhere. Right. In this one, they say that they took her too. So apparently moments later, someone did a U-turn and came back and was like, like, fuck, we forgot the kid. Jesus, (laughs) what is wrong with me today? (laughs) They went went and drove past the cop car that she was supposed to be sitting in. Oh, yeah. So she wasn't there. Oh, oh, damn it. Idiot kids. But so apparently they came back and kidnapped her too. Sure, according so, to this movie, they did. So so it's over. So yeah. they have her, so they get back to wherever they need to go, and they turn Michael on her, and he kills her, and it's over. And, and the curse goes to the other, to, to whichever the next kid their plan is, if, if that is indeed how it works, apparently. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they have Jamie, they have Michael, apparently for six years, because they go by, like, real time, mm-hmm. 1989 to 1995. So apparently they've been holed up together in the cult place. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, <Headquarters>. apparently <laughs> under the sanitarium. Yeah. Um, and they're down there and they don't they don't they don't kill her. Why don't they kill her? Why don't why is there no plan in place for what to do with her once you have her? Because apparently yeah. the plan was then to later uh grossly, like once she's ready, have a baby. Yeah. Why? Because then the whole point of this movie is that they're trying to get the baby for Michael to kill it. Yeah. So, like, why would you... What? Why are you extending the bloodline when you have the ending right in front of you? Jamie's sitting there, and it's just like, just... She's a small child. You need to, like, push her over, and you'll kill her. Like, just end it right now, and then we can get on with what we're doing. Yeah. But instead, they force her to have a baby that makes their jobs harder. (laughs) I, yeah. I don't get it at all. Me neither. Oh, it's I was so, hoping uh, you'd have answers. No, absolutely <laughs> none. That's the like most confounding part. I don't understand why they included the baby at all. The baby I, makes everything so much more confusing and like hard for the characters to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Except it doesn't because this world is insane. Yeah. Where it's like babies can hang out in, in bus depots all night uh-huh. and into the next day. Nobody notices them. Uh-huh. The maintenance guy must get Halloween off yeah. because nobody has cleaned the blood all over the floors or the bathroom sink. Mm-hmm. Or in the phone booth. <laughs> yeah. Somehow there is a crime scene mm-hmm. in this bus depot. And no one and has nobody noticed. has 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 even blinked. Yeah. Like, I could see, like, a drop of blood. Yeah, right? That paints a horrible picture of this fucking town. Or at least this bus depot. (laughs) (laughs) This is the bus depot you don't want to go to. You go to the next town. You don't stop in the Haddonfield one. It is fucked up. But, like, Tommy getting into the bus stop and getting the baby and leaving with the baby? Mm -hmm. Like, how do you leave a bus depot with a baby that you did not enter with? (laughs) No one cares. (laughs) I mean, he talked to someone and they like looked at him and he acted weird. So they definitely clocked him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, did a bus come in from Pontiac? And they're like, yes, it did. Are you looking for someone? And he's like, thank you. And leaves. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck was that? So they definitely were keeping an eye on him. So the fact that he gets out of that bus depot with a baby, insane. Mm -hmm. The scene when he's at the hospital and he meets Dr. Loomis and Dr. (laughs) Loomis does not ask about the baby. Yeah. He's like, Tommy Doyle, yes, I do remember, oh, Tommy Doyle. And he's just, like, holding a baby. Yep. Like, oh, so, Dr. Michael Myers, right? He's coming, right? Oh, yeah, totally gonna happen. (laughs) And then the fucking doctor or the security guard called the cops 
to come check on Tommy because he screamed at her. Yeah. And the cops are coming. And Tommy's just like, well, just going to leave this hospital with this baby right now. Mm-hmm. And he gets away with the baby. And then he's just like, I'll take care of you. Holding the baby. Naming the baby. Yep. Naming him Steven. <laughs> Steven or Simon? It was Steven. Oh. Um, which is just so hysterical. I'll be like, you named it. What are you doing? And then just like until Kara... Who is like a young mother herself, mm-hmm. like comes into the picture. I was like, how are you going to feed this baby? What do you even know? Like, you're going to leave it alone for too long and it will die mm-hmm. because you don't know how to take care of babies. You're a lunatic man child. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is not going to end well for this baby, no matter who gets him. Yeah. Like, so it was like the whole baby thing I could do without so, so much. Agreed. You know what I mean? Like, just make it. <laughs> Jamie, yeah. Why the fuck kill her off and have have a baby that you're following? Yeah. Why not just make it Jamie? I don't Does, know. Like I don't understand how that doesn't like come to be, especially where like it fits right in mm-hmm. with the dumb thorn shit that they're trying to do. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, so yeah, he's trying to kill his bloodline, and she's still out there, and he's you know with the cult now, mm-hmm. and the cult is gonna you know whatever they do, send him after her. You know, like what I, I, I guess it seems weird to me that like uh, there's really no attempts to like logically fit this cult in in retrospect to mm-hmm. the previous sequels that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, so the cult after the explosion in Halloween two just let him get captured and taken to a hospital and kept there for a decade. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. he's in some other hospital for a decade before Halloween 4 <laughs> happens. The cult didn't uh-huh. give a shit about that. Apparently they weren't like, not. hey, we should go get him. This is easy. This place has terrible security. <laughs> you know, like, they could have so easily gotten him, and they don't. And then at the end of 5, nobody comes looking for him. Or at the end of 4, into 5, mm-hmm. nobody comes looking for him. He nope. falls into a river and has to live with a fucking shack man. Yeah. And the cult's like, man, he'll find his way home. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> but then for some reason, at the end of 5... They're all gung-ho about it. They're like, oh, we got to get him. In fact, we have to kill police to get him. Yeah. You know, like killing the shack man would have been easy. Seriously. You know, just push him in the river and take Michael. <laughs> You're good. Like, I don't understand why they wouldn't have done that. So, like, retroactively making this cult, like, huge. Mm-hmm. And, like, they control him. You know what I mean? It's not just, like, we, like, pray to him or, you know yeah. what I mean, or something like that. They're like, he's our tool yeah, they that we used to him, kill people. I guess. Like, if, if, With the voice? Yeah, there's the voice that's apparently the man in black's voice where it's like, okay, so Dr. Wynn told young Michael to kill his family? I, like, he went to Haddonfield and, like, pinpointed young Michael Myers and was just like, this kid, perfect. And, like, turned him into the killer that he is. That's what this movie is kind of proposing, I guess. I guess. As best as we can understand, at least. Because it's gobbledygook through most of this movie about what's really happening or how he, like, works. You know what I mean? Or it's like, okay, so they can send him after people. But, like, why is he killing the people at the Myers house? Like, Do they have control? Is it sort of like a loose control where you can kind of like aim them in a direction or something Mm -hmm. like go kill that way maybe you'll kill what we want you to kill you know like (laughs) there's no real like kill her it's like please i hope you do like a sort of disobedient dog or it's like he listens sometimes yeah and then sometimes he drives miles out of the way to go kill teenagers at a farm yeah like god like that's the only explanation for why he does all the dumb shit that isn't killing jamie in the last movie Mm -hmm. is that the cult really doesn't have the control they think they do yeah like man he's doing it again (laughs) he's doing the whole pretending to be the boyfriend thing again i hate it when he does that it's weird uh Kara's family like when they start introducing that shit that was when I wrote down the whole like oh the new Tina I mean mm-hmm. Rachel I mean like <laughs> god damn it it's like we've seen this scene <clears throat> like four times already yeah of the like the family sits down there's breakfast dad's mad something's happening like <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ it's always the same fucking family over and over except this time now the girl has a kid yeah, that's the only difference is that is that our new final girl, Kara, has a son, Danny, um, <clears throat> and her son, Danny, is hearing evil voices. And I wrote down early on, like, 
Okay, so the movie is kind of laying the groundwork that, like, what we're watching with Danny must be a sort of analog to what happened to Michael. Yeah. But it's kind of nothing like what happened to Jamie, who was sort of set up to be the next little kid murderer thing. And then they kind of like, never mind, never mind, never mind. So then it was like, okay, so what? It, like, has to be a boy is that what happened here? I, like the cult realized like, fuck, can't do it to Jamie, even though we apparently kidnapped her and have all the power. Yeah. It just, it didn't take. They need I mean, a boy. I don't know. It I doesn't, they never explain it. Yeah. Um. But I was, it, it sort of like retroactively ruins everything to learn that it's like, oh, Michael was just like some little kid who this doctor guy apparently mm-hmm. focused his attention on and told him like, Danny. Danny, kill her. Or in this case, it'd be Michael, Michael, kill her. Or whatever the fuck. Yeah. There were several times in this movie that the shoddy editing made it seem like the voice was coming from Michael. Uh, and it was, okay. and it's very stupid. <laughs> like, I knew yeah. that it did, that it wasn't simply because, you know, I hadn't yeah. seen the movie before. But while watching it, I was like, ooh, oh, that's a, that's a poor choice <laughs> to have that voiceover of like, Danny kill for him and then it's and it's showing michael mm-hmm. and it's like so is a voice coming from michael telling danny to kill for the man in black you or know what i mean like, voice, or is the, the yeah the voice black. is the man in black telling like, danny to kill for michael what does michael want danny to kill for michael wants to kill yeah it's not my, he's, my, he's plenty capable yeah, of killing he doesn't he does he's not interested in training his replacement <laughs> he just wants to murder like why would he it's this i don't understand yeah. Uh, and I, then later in the movie, there's that one great sequence where you hear the like, Danny, and everyone looks. And I was like, what the fuck? Everybody can hear. And then it turns out that the man in black was in the other room right there mm-hmm. with Danny. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, that's why they heard it, because he is there. Yeah. For a moment, I was like, <laughs> I don't remember this movie getting this weird, where suddenly everyone group hallucinates the man in black's voice together. <laughs> Uh, so that was a little confusing um but yeah john piece of shit first note is just like so john's a piece of shit and i forgot just how bad he really is he's the worst dad so far quite possibly in any movie i've seen (laughs) ever yeah he's bad he's definitely bad he's awful um I mean, I'm trying to think of the specifics of exactly what he did. I mean, obviously, other than, you know, backhanding his daughter and screaming at his wife and <laughs> threatening to do, like, unspeakable things to her if she ever talks to him like that again or yeah. something. Like, I mean, I, I understand why she's there. Like, mm-hmm. I'm on hard times. I need somewhere to stay. And it just so happens that this guy's a piece of shit yeah. who makes it very difficult on me while I'm here. Yeah. Uh, and that is, you know, uh, uh, like, I mean, maybe not necessarily like relatable, like, oh, I remember that time in my life when that (laughs) happened, but at least you feel for her in a more real way than just like, Mm -hmm. she can't go to the prom or some dumb shit like that. You know what I mean? It's like her life circumstances, man. Yeah. Crazy shit. This is real life. Like, you know, like it feels a little bit more real. Uh, but then of course they have to make her a college student so that there's scenes of her going through her book bag and writing a report and like yeah. them going to school. And it was like, re- you don't have to do it exactly yeah. like Halloween. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's like in that one, they were, you know, they were in school. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this case, she's clearly would be out of school most likely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I know like I'm going back to get my degree and all that. Like that's a little bit of her story. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, but you're doing it to sort of mimic the like high school kids iconography yeah even though she's clearly not a high school yeah. kid anymore <laughs> that whole dichotomy feels really confusing where it's like so she's the kid but she has a kid mm-hmm. but she's in school but she's not a kid really but she is their kid yes. so she's kind of a kid <laughs> she's a kid with a kid all right and then there's the brother uh what was his name tim Tim and his girlfriend beth right yeah yeah they completely like i almost forgot that that was her brother at yeah. a certain point, you know, I it was like, practically <laughs> immediately. It was like the kitchen scene where everyone's a piece of shit <laughs> and it's yelling really at just each John. other. It really is, but he's yeah, he's he's a complete monster, and it's awesome that Danny pulls the knife on him. Mm-hmm. And I, I wrote into my notes, I was like, actually, I am uh, Team Danny all the way right now. Yeah. <laughs> like this kid knows what's up. This yeah. guy needs to go. 
they all have their scene. There's anger. He slaps her. She calls him a bastard. Or I forget the order. No, he <laughs> he calls the kid a bastard. He specifically said everything was fine until you and that bastard child showed up. Yeah. Like, dude. Yeah. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. That is your daughter. Yeah. He's uh human garbage. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he drives drunk later too, just to like really. Mm-hmm. Pound home what a piece mm-hmm. of shit he is. And then comes in and... Oh, it is complains. mad there's no dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what oh, a fucking fuck sitcom you. asshole like piece Ugh. of shit. Like, <laughs> um, but like as soon as they leave the kitchen to like go to school, like Beth's here and they're going to walk to school. And it was like, there's Kara, there's her friend Beth, and here's uh, Beth's boyfriend. I don't believe we've been introduced yet. <laughs> totally forgot that it was Tim. Like, mm-hmm. for some reason, it didn't click. I was like, yeah. and then back at home is her brother, Tim. Yeah. We'll see him later. And then it finally dawned on me somewhere in the movie that I was like, <laughs> oh, that's the same man. Everyone has that same 90s shag haircut. It's it, None of it is flattering or, yeah, <laughs> or helps yeah. the matter of, like, d- distinguishing characters from each other. Um, <clears throat> and so, like, when they go to school, there was originally apparently some shots of Michael, like, following behind her. And it sort of, like, mimicked the original movies, like, mm-hmm. shots and stuff. And in this one, there's kind of nothing. And yeah. they just show up at the school and then it cuts away and we never... Ever, ever, ever see the school or her doing school things again oh. in the rest of the movie. Oh. It's like a whole big thing at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And there's like, I don't understand why these people are involved in this fair. Because there's a fair because that shock jock guy is coming to Haddonfield yeah. to do a show because Haddonfield is finally unbanning Halloween yeah. after all these years, which is like, they should have kept banning it. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing good came of it. <laughs> um, but like this dude, Barry Sims is coming to town and the brother and Beth are complaining like, God, and we're the ones in charge of this fair. Why the <laughs> fuck are these two idiots in charge of this fair? Like, what do they have to do with it? They're students at a local college. Yeah. Like what? Like, unless they wanted to be in charge of it, at which point, why are you complaining? I I think <laughs> they were, it, to me at least, it seemed like they were the ones that got Barry Sims to come to the fair. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. I guess that would make sense. Because, yeah, they are the guests on the show. Yeah. Later, which I always just took as, like, movie convenience mm-hmm. it's like of course the characters that we're following are the guests on the show because they're the characters we're following so they yeah. have to be the guests <laughs> on the show but i guess yeah that would make sense but it still seems shitty that they're complaining about it it was like this is your idea yeah. <laughs> don't fucking be such douchebags about it and that's like a big thing this shock jock mm-hmm. character barry sims in this movie like like it somehow ties so much stuff together and yet it is so supremely useless yeah. and does not actually make any sense in a reasonable, realistic world at all. Mm-hmm. Like the fact, I, I honestly like the plot device of Jamie's like escape from Michael having her call into this radio station mm-hmm. as like, this is the only place that I know a yeah. number to that I could maybe reach out to somebody yeah. and, and get something. And the idea of like somebody else hearing it yeah, and like, Oh, Hey, like, that's interesting. Like, okay. Like I like that plot device. Mm-hmm. What doesn't make sense is how many people apparently listen to this fucking jackass. Right? Including a retired Dr. Loomis. Mm-hmm. Like, why is Dr. Loomis listening to this piece of shit? This idiot on the radio who is like, <laughs> you know, Howard Stern ultra light. Yeah. Like, there's nothing cool about this that would make Dr. Loomis be like, yeah. Like, I get why the dumb 90s kids yeah. are all about it. And doing butthead imitations. Did you notice that? Tim, yeah. at one point, it's, it's when Kara drops all of her shit out of her, like, book bag or whatever. And they find that painting that Danny made. Mm-hmm. The, like, cliche, yeah. uh, everyone's dead children drawing kind of thing. Yeah. And fucking Tim leans in and he goes like, oh, oh, oh I think it's cool. It's oh my god! It's so nineties. Uh, Holy shit! Yes, oh, yes, man. I did catch that. Yeah, the, it's it's nonsense. But like, Loomis is listening to this guy. Tommy Doyle is listening to this mm-hmm. guy. It's for some reason on 
in that abandoned bus depot? Yeah. Who is here? Who turned it on? What? Yeah. So many people are listening to that. The only thing I can think of is that, like, maybe he knew ahead of time that they were going to be doing this segment on Michael Myers and shit. Mm. And he, being Tommy, you know. Oh, wait. Didn't he call in? He did. I just, yep. That's what I was forgetting. I completely forgot about that. And this new this new show. The, yeah, this, <laughs> this radio, radio program. Yeah, this radio thing. <laughs> <laughs> is more potential information so he's recording it (laughs) but like i like that sort of thing of like calling into this show Mm -hmm. about michael like sort of getting things off in motion but yeah loomis listening at the same time not even a little bit makes sense (laughs) yeah unless he also knew that he was doing yeah he was waiting for the shout out that he eventually gets you or, know, where they're like, isn't that Dr. Loomis guy dead? And he's like, oh, not dead. Just very much retired to the radio. Like, <laughs> Sam, they can't, they can't hear you. <laughs> uh, thank he's you, gone fully mad. Thank you for clarifying that that was to the radio. Oh, I was that like, he wasn't just saying it off screen to someone. <laughs> it looked like for a second. <laughs> to it the audience. Looked like he, yeah, like he wah, was telling. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Iris out. <laughs> like, all right, that's it. And that's Movie's the over. End, and that's the end of Donald Pleasance in Halloween. <laughs> he just says he's <laughs> retired and the movie keeps going without him. I would have preferred that ending for him. He, yeah, he des- that, that's the ending he deserved. <laughs> yeah, I like to imagine him sitting there all for the rest of his life. But he doesn't because he hears Jamie on the radio mm-hmm. and that gets everybody up and running and looking well Mm -hmm. everybody being loomis and tommy doyle yeah because nobody else believes it because of course they don't because they never do because they're idiots and haddonfield deserves this Mm -hmm. i kind of enjoyed that little snippet in there like there's the part where uh not tina oh my god (laughs) too many fucking characters uh when beth is on stage giving that little speech about like the powers that be told us to not celebrate halloween anymore Mm -hmm. and we're tired of living in their fear so we're going to do it because yeah. fuck that, you know, like, and that's, I like that sort of angle and the idea of like a town that doesn't really know the massacre that came before, I guess. Like, if you really think about it, all these like, you know, late teens, early twenties kids, they were like early teens, 12, 13, maybe Yeah. when those last murders happened, yeah. like they were, they were functioning people. Like it wasn't like <laughs> I was a little kid and I didn't even know what was happening. Yeah. Like you were aware of the world mm-hmm. and saw what happened. So the idea that they're like, we are so far past that, <laughs> you know, like, really? Are you? Yeah. That's weird that you are. Cause it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> There's probably still a lot of lingering effects yeah. that the movie just sort of refuses to show us. Like there's really nothing about the town and the people and how they're reacting to like Halloween being banned and then now unbanned and all that, that they kind of just gloss over it. And I was like, yep. well, that's, that's kind of way more interesting than the cult, yeah. <laughs> the horrible, horrible cult. Mm-hmm. It's so confusing in this movie, too. Like, the last one just gave us a couple of shots of the man in black, you know, where it's like, he's in the attic, and he got off the bus, he, like, kicked that dog or something. Like, you know, (laughs) just dumb shit, but, like, he was there just a little bit. And in this one, he seems much less human and more like Michael because of where he just sort of, like, pops up places sometimes, much like Michael, like there'll be, there'll mm-hmm. be moments where you're like, oh, is this going to be Michael? Like, oh, no, it's the man in black. But that was sort of a Michael moment. Yeah. You know, like when when uh, when Danny sees him way off down the street and he's standing next to that van or whatever before mm-hmm. Tommy spooks him. Like, that's a Michael moment. Yeah. But they're giving it to the man in black for some reason. Like, I what? Who's who's the, what? The man in black <laughs> is, is going after Danny. Danny's Michael. yeah i I guess i guess so um but then there's like wasn't there a moment just before michael goes into the house to kill deborah the mom that the man in black was there too now i'm forgetting i don't remember exactly i just know that he's like all over the place no Uh, i think it was just michael there okay well that's fine um (laughs) but that death scene, because there's a lot of death scenes in this movie. Barry Sims in the van. Mm-hmm. Stupid death scene. Doesn't mean anything. No. Why is Michael killing this guy? Moments mm-hmm. later, when they find his body strung up in that tree, 
above the fairground. Mm-hmm. How did he get up there and tie that corpse to that tree? What? Nothing about Barry Sims' death scene makes sense. Like, why is Michael in that van? Yeah. Why is he waiting for him in that van? Um, the producer's cut shows you why. If you know, like, I'm sure you didn't notice because there was no reason to look for it. But as soon as Barry gets in that van, it starts panning to the side of the van and the movie cuts immediately to inside with Barry talking. When it pans over, it's the sanitarium van. He got in the wrong van. Okay. I actually assumed that. that, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, because I noticed early on that the Barry Sims and the sanitarium vans were the same color. And I was like, that's going to be something. (laughs) So when he got in there and it was dark behind him and I was Uh like, dude got in the wrong van. That's hysterical and awesome that you picked that up because yeah, for (laughs) some reason, the, the theatrical cut doesn't show it. Just pan all the way over to show that. Like just, why yeah. not? It's it like it, it's jarring the way that it like starts to move and they mm-hmm. have to cut in the middle of a camera move yeah. to hide that imagery for some reason. Yeah. Like it's literally like maybe seven tenths of a second of more of a shot. Mm-hmm. Like you're not cutting your film down by cutting that part out. Like yeah. the, your time is still going to be what it is. Like yeah. it's ridiculous that they cut that part. John in the house later, which is just like. It's dumb because he's this, like, drunk asshole who then has to just, like, kind of talk himself through the scene. Yeah. Because there's nobody else there, and it takes forever because Michael, like, turns the power off, apparently. Mm -hmm. But then the washer's still going. Mm -hmm. And just because John says out loud, put the power's off. Why is that still working? Doesn't mean you get away with it, movie, because you still don't explain that. Like, yeah, how is the washer going? The power's out. What? The whole thing is stupid. They go way fucking overboard on the effects Mm -hmm. where it's like in the original cut, his head does not explode Okay, because that's a ridiculous thing to have happen in this fucking movie. Agreed. Up to like the mouth foaming. Yeah. It was like, okay, there it is. He's getting, he's getting fried. Horrible and, and spicy and (laughs) (laughs) foam flying out of his mouth and all that like makes sense. But then the head fully exploding. Yeah. Completely deserved. But the head fully exploding is Dumb as shit. Mm-hmm. I hate that kind of crap. And that's yeah. the kind of shit that slashers needed to have left in the 80s. Mm-hmm. This is 1995. Get rid of the stupid, like, it, but it looks so real. Like, it doesn't no. at all. I don't care it what you never think. It will. never has. Yeah, no fake dummy head that you see for a split second with, like, a fixed expression on its face of, like, mm-hmm. before it explodes. Like, yeah, look at that. It was a prop. Yeah. Like, Props on making a great prop, but uh, uh-huh. it still looks fake as hell. Yeah. Get it out of my movies. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to that mom's death scene, I don't know. Like, did you did you rewind during it at all? I... Or did you see something that maybe I didn't see? Because I was literally, like, like, rewinding over and over to be like, what am I supposed to be looking at right now? Do you remember? There's a scene where she's going through the house. And, like, Michael has, like, appeared and disappeared and appeared, mm-hmm. you know, all, a whole bunch of times. Mm-hmm. And she's walking down the stairs, and she, like, looks down past the stairs, and there's this, like, dun, 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 dun. Like, oh, you shit. You didn't catch it? And she looks down, and there's, like, a paint roller. She grabbed an axe, put it in that basket, and brought it downstairs when she went to, like, go like check on the washer or something. Okay. She had brought that basket downstairs and there was an ax in it. So now oh, that- Oh, so now there was no ax in it. So mm-hmm. the reveal was that there wasn't something there. Yes. Okay. That makes it make a lot more sense because I was like, there is nothing here. Yeah. What am I looking at? But okay, even- I don't know, I don't know why he brought the whole damn basket all the way upstairs. <laughs> yeah. That so that she silly. could find- yeah, it, that and basket. See, yeah. And see that there's no axe in it now. <laughs> He's just like, a dick that way. Mm-hmm, um, like, but even even without that, because that got me enough. I was like, what the fuck? Fine. I'm moving on. Anyway, <laughs> rest of the scene. And then she goes outside mm-hmm. and she's like running and she goes in one direction and she like stops and looks. And I, I looked at it a bunch. I guess I could kind of see a shadow. 
I think I she just what spooked she's... herself. Okay, because that one also, it was just like, and laundry. Like, it yeah. was like there was a sheet on a thing, and there wasn't even like a clear, like, silhouette of a man coming. It was just like, hey, look, some laundry on a thing. And she's like, oh, oh. And I'm like, yeah. is this woman just going crazy? <laughs> like, is that all that's happening right now? Like, there's no monsters after her. There's no Michael yeah. Myers. She's just literally <laughs> losing her mind in real time in front of us. Yeah. What the fuck is happening I, here? Either that or she started going that way and realized there was a fence, so she had to go back the other way. Okay, maybe, but it was like, what is she seeing? Like, what am I not seeing? <laughs> I, I, was, I felt like I was going crazy, dude. Oh, and then he slashes her with the axe, blood sprays everywhere, and he somehow cleans everything up before Kara gets home. I mean, he just took it all down and put it in the washing machine. Yeah. Uh, and then her body gets found way later in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the axe is still in her mm-hmm. <laughs> that I didn't notice until Michael took it out of her. <laughs> I just noticed her body and I was like, yeah. oh, yep, okay, there's her mom. And then Michael walks up to her and you just like, and I was like, oh, God, what is he doing to her? And then he pulls the axe out and I was like, oh, I didn't even see that. Man, is this movie just really poorly shot? Because <laughs> I legit did not notice that. But like, all of that, everyone that I've just mentioned, none of those characters have anything to do with Jamie Lloyd. A whole bunch of people die, and none of it, none of it makes any sense by the end of the movie. Killing all the Strodes in the house, like eventually then killing Kara's brother and his mm-hmm. girlfriend and all those people. And it's like, okay, so this is this important then? Are they gonna come back here to the Myers house for something? Like, do they need to clear it out of its current you know family in Mm -hmm. order to do some sort of culty shit and it's like no and you'd think like okay well then if they're training danny to be the next michael why are you letting michael yeah why is michael killing the whole family leave someone for danny to kill like if there was an actual power struggle between (laughs) between like the man in black and his apprentice danny and michael that might be kind of interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? If Michael is suddenly like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm all down for killing the last of my family. But it sounds like you're then replacing me. Yeah. <laughs> which is then, fuck that shit, because I want to keep doing this. Or, you know, whatever the fuck his plan or, or desires are. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's sort of interesting. But And it kind of happens... By the end of this movie, uh, but since it was such a like slapdash reshoot ending, like there's no way that that was ever planned all along. Yeah, it just sort of winds up happening because they were like, "Well, the original ending was boring, and nobody liked it, and it was stupid. <laughs> so now we just have to have Michael kill a lot of people." Yep. You know, <laughs> it's just what has to happen. Yeah, and like the reveal. Towards the end there, that Dr. Wynn is the man in black is just a complete, like, I mean, how obvious was it to you before it really happened? Like, did did you even care who was going to be revealed? Okay. I was like, this is, it's going to be someone. (laughs) Maybe he's already someone. In the movie, or will it be just some rando? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And the the big reveal is, like, the actor that's playing it. (laughs) Like, this movie ain't good enough for that. (laughs) No. No, there's not going to be any reveal like that. (laughs) Um, And so, like, him getting revealed as the man in black doesn't do anything. It does Mm. not inject the movie with any sense of, like, extra urgency going into that, like, final act. Yeah. Like, oh, so fucking the man in black is Dr. Wynn, and he has Danny, and Michael is his assistant (laughs) or something, (laughs) and everybody's in on it. And they have the baby, and Mrs. Blankenship is evil, and, like, you know, like, the town is apparently in on this, I guess, or at least this lady is, whatever. Yeah. The lady who has that bizarre line about how she was babysitting Michael Mm -hmm. the night he killed his sister. Mm -hmm. And all I could think was, like, no, you weren't. Yeah. There is no way that Judith has that guy over to have sex. If Blankenship is there. Yeah. And there's no way that he is so, like, blasé when he's leaving and, like, calling back up to her in the foyer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'll see you later. Whatever the fuck he says. Yeah. I forget. But, like, no, there was nobody else there. Yeah. Judith was watching Michael, clearly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you saying you were there is kind of nonsense. But now thinking about it as her being part of the cult, it's like, 
oh, were you like babysitting? Like you were like outside watching mm-hmm. or something like that. But either way, stupid doesn't matter. Yeah. Don't care. Uh, and they take like everybody. They take Kara. They take the baby. Mm-hmm. Michael's gone. Man in Black is gone. And they just leave Tommy and Loomis. Mm-hmm. They drug him. <laughs> and and, and then they leave. just leave him behind. And Tommy then asks, like, why didn't they kill us? And Loomis has some dumbass line about, like, oh, I know the game he wants to play and where he wants to play it. What? That doesn't answer the question of why he didn't kill you. Yeah. Leaving you alive only results in their plans getting disrupted somehow. Yeah. Except it doesn't. (laughs) Because the ending just sort of happens yeah it is so bizarre watching it this time because like when i was younger i could have sworn it made some sort of sense (laughs) like there was some kind of reasoning that made what happens happen Mm -hmm. and it just doesn't like kara wakes up in the hospital and then tommy and loomis are like we gotta go to the sanitarium that's where dr win is gonna be doing all of his cult shit Mm -hmm. so they get there and Loomis tells Tommy to wait, and yeah. <laughs> he runs off to go talk to Dr. Wynn. They talk, sort of inviting Loomis to, like, join, join, yeah, join yeah. his shit or something like that. And it's like, what? And he's like, because you, you were the first to see it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what do you mean the first to see it? Like, what does that even imply? Like, Loomis, if Loomis was the first to see it, like, what does, what is it? Are you talking about, like, the potential in Michael to be ultimate evil? Because if so, then the cult had nothing to do with him murdering his sister. Yeah. Because if Loomis was the first to see it, then it was after he murdered his sister. (laughs) So what the fuck are they talking about? Or are they talking about, like, you were the first to see him murder people as an adult? Wasn't that cool? Like, you know, like, is that what you're trying to say? Because Loomis has been trying to live down that night the rest of his life. Because he's been like, oh, he escaped and he was mine and he killed. Oh, God. Like, why would he think that's cool and want to join you? What are you talking about, Wynn? Like, I don't know why he would ever think Loomis would join him. Yeah. And why he wouldn't just, like, have him killed. He's so old. You could so easily just be like, and Loomis passed away. We're sorry. Yeah. Nobody's ever going to look into it. We're doctors. We saw natural. He's mm-hmm. dead. Like, you know, like, what's the, why leave him alive? There's no reason. Yeah. And he's never going to join you. And why leave Tommy alive? Yeah. He's now seen you. Yeah. He's, and he's, he's like fully anti Michael Myers and all the shit you do. Yeah. So there's no way you're turning Tommy Doyle. <laughs> so no reason to leave him alive either. What is going on here? And that's what, that's when the reshoot stuff occurs because. At that point, then there's this whole big like cult ceremony with all these people in robes and the baby and like mm-hmm. and all this crazy shit similar to kind of what's seen at the beginning yeah. during that whole thing. But it's like bigger, I guess, or something. I don't know. I haven't uh, seen the full thing. But like that's where the movie goes. It's like, yeah, and we're going to use this baby to make Michael uh, kill it. And then and then it goes to Danny and then whatever. Like, it's all still poorly explained. Mm-hmm. But like there's a ceremony. You know, there's like a cult thing. Yeah. And then in this movie, it just immediately goes to like, well, we're all prepping for surgery. What? What surgery? Surgery on who? Yeah. Like time for surgery. And at first I was like, is it surgery on Michael? Like, is that what happens? Is that like they take him in for surgery to like, you know, like finish him or something? Like, (laughs) this is the only way to kill him off. And then it'll then the the curse will go to Danny or some shit like I you know I have no idea what yeah. like what is going on here, <clears throat> and then they show the baby in that little side room mm-hmm. and you're like so is it for the baby are they leaving the baby in there until they're ready and then they'll go get the baby <laughs> to go do the surgery because like everyone's getting ready mm-hmm. and it's like you'd think the patient would be there yeah but you never see a patient. And the baby's in the other room. And the doctors don't seem to care that the baby's in the other room. <laughs> so, like, it, is the surgery for the baby? Is it for Michael? Is it for, is it for Kara? Is it for Danny? Yeah. Like, who the fuck is this surgery for? And why aren't they there to receive said surgery? <laughs> like, I don't understand what's happening here. And while Tommy and Kara and the baby and Danny are all hiding and watching these doctors being evil doctors... Michael just walks through the room and doesn't see them. Yeah. And in that moment, I was like, that's actually pretty cool because they're kind of like right there. Mm -hmm. So it makes it seem like whatever mission he's on, he's like, 
I don't even have time anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I got something important I'm doing. Yeah. I don't fucking care. Tunnel vision. Exactly. Like he's just going. But then they make a noise and he's like, what was that? And he like takes a quick gander around and everything. And I was like, oh, you fucked it up. Yeah. This is the greatest part is that they're like, oh, God, he's here. And he's like, I don't even care. Yeah. Because I got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, and he walks up to the surgical suite and he picks up. The surgical machete. What is that? Is there such thing? (laughs) And would they have needed that prepped for whatever surgery they were doing? Like, we might need to lop off some limbs. Make sure to have the machete here. What? Medical machetes. Okay. And he grabs the machete. And again, there has been like, since the time that they've gotten to, to the sanitarium, there has been zero like man in black is telling Michael to do shit mm-hmm. or Michael's getting instructions from the cult or blah, blah, blah. There's nothing. Yeah. They're There's just, just letting like, him go. Yeah. And he just, he killed that one lady and she's like, Oh, he's back and he's very mad and he killed her and whatever. And it was just like, okay, what the fuck was that about? That was reshoot shit. Like, that's why it doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> uh, and then Michael shows up because Tommy's getting Kara out of there. So it's like, okay. So they're like sort of just letting him wander the grounds as like a guard dog or something while they're doing whatever the fuck they're doing. I guess. And that's that's like the most that there's really an explanation for what is going on in that whole ending sequence. Yeah. So then when he just, you know, blazes past Tommy and Kara and he gets the surgical machete and he busts into the room and just slaughters everybody. Yep. He just kills all of the like Illuminati cult of thorn fuckers in that room which includes dr win yeah like they don't show him die but they show that pretty much everyone dies yeah (laughs) like blood everywhere he just slashes his way through it Mm -hmm. and then there was one doctor that escaped oh yeah (laughs) and he runs with them yeah because tommy and a little bit behind (laughs) yeah as they try to escape him because then michael comes out and he's like okay i guess i'm here to chase you now yeah and like that whole thing is like kind of cool i like the idea of a group of people who think they have control over michael getting slaughtered like that's Mm -hmm. funny but like why what has happened he's been doing your bidding this whole time and then now all of a sudden he's just like oh you know what actually fuck you guys yeah like actually i'm gonna ignore everything that i have apparently supposed to have been doing Mm -hmm. like jamie's gone so now that baby is my target and I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he's not looking for that baby. I he mean, doesn't go into that room with that machete being like, where's that baby? He just starts slaughtering. I mean, he's slaughtering everyone in his way. The baby was nearby. True. But if we knew that the baby was where it was, then he could have gone in the door that Tommy and Kara go in yeah. to get that baby and not murder everybody. Now you might be saying, why would Michael Myers miss an opportunity to murder everybody? <laughs> and that's very true. But in the same sense, it did not seem like his his focus was that baby in that scene. It I seemed mean, like he was yeah. suddenly just like, you know what? I'm just going to kill everybody. And the fact that we don't know what their surgery was yeah. is what makes it all the more confusing. Like if they were like, we need to extract some sort of fucking chemical out of that baby mm-hmm. and it'll kill it in the process. And Michael's like, no. I have to kill it. You don't get to kill it. <laughs> then maybe I get it. Yeah. Where he's like, these doctors are going to kill that baby. That's my job. So he's going to kill them instead. But in this movie, you have no idea what's happening. Yeah. So Michael just suddenly goes completely berserker and like <laughs> off script and murders everyone in the cult. And then he's like, well, I guess I'll go after that baby. <laughs> like he's got nothing else to do. Yeah. Now that they're done trying to replace him. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But, like, despite the fact that they, like, allude to answering all the questions about Michael, you still wind up with the question of, like, what is the end result? Mm-hmm. What does anyone gain by Michael, like, finishing his mission and murdering his entire family? Because when they talk about that Celtic curse earlier, the only thing that the person says is, like, and that would ensure that everybody else survives. Mm-hmm. Like in this old timey time where it was like yeah. a family of people would all get murdered and that would keep the rest of the village safe. Yeah. Who else, who's being, are you talking about Haddonfield? Are you saying that Myers needs to murder his entire family to keep Haddonfield safe from wizards and warlocks and witches and shit that we've never <laughs> seen before? Like he is the one murdering people. Yeah. He's what they need safety from. <laughs> I, 
I don't get it's it. It's so backwards. I don't, I don't it's know. It's the worst <laughs> attempt to explain what Michael is. Seriously. Like, I mean, it's not the worst because I hate Rob Zombie's the worst. <laughs> That's the stupidest thing. Like, trash uh, hillbilly Mike is is not my jam. But this <laughs> doesn't make any sense at all. Like, there's a cult. They want all this murdering. Even though he keeps not murdering the right people, like how did how did four and five help them? You know, like how did all of the murders in Halloween four and Halloween five help the cult? Did it not at all? I have no idea. Are they just like, man, Michael, you failed again? Yeah, you <laughs> killed thirty people, but none of them were Jamie. Yeah, <laughs> you failure. Whip him like the dog he is. But I mean, they wouldn't even do that because they never show up because yeah. he. It's like. None of it ties in backwards either. They do a terrible job at like keep the continuity together to make sure that all the movies make sense. They just they completely fucked this thing. Oh yeah. From top to bottom and it's incomprehensible as a movie. And the ending is even worse because the producer's cut ending has Loomis find Dr. Wynn laying on the floor wearing Michael's mask. Like he sees someone wearing Michael's mask and then he takes the mask off and it's Dr. Wynn and Wynn grabs Loomis's hand and then all of a sudden Loomis gets the cult of thorn symbol on his wrist and Dr. Wynn is like, now he's your problem. Like you are the one in control of him now. And Loomis is like, no. And that's that screaming that you hear at the end of this movie oh. is him like, no, God, like, oh no, now I am the evil, you know, like that sort of yeah. thing. Uh, and then in this movie, since they cut all of that cult shit out, Loomis just kind of disappears mm -hmm. for the whole ending. Michael murders all the doctors. Then he chases after Tommy and Kara. They go to that weirdo lab with the like abortions on the wall or whatever. Yeah. No idea what that's supposed to be implying. Like, are they growing Michaels? I, are they maybe? trying to explain a different way that Jamie got pregnant that isn't Michael did it? <laughs> Because, mm -hmm. I mean, that might be nice yeah. for it to be, like, genetic experiments or something. Yeah. But either way, it's like, what the fuck is that? Like, what is this lab? It looks like a supervillain's lab. Mm -hmm. uh, and eventually, Tommy just pumps Michael full of juice and beats him with a pipe until he bleeds green. It was, it, I mean, it was some sort of... Science juice. Of syringe. <laughs> syringe is full of science juice. Yeah. Pumped straight into the dome or wherever the fuck he stabbed like him. I don't even remember. Shoulder. Yeah, but like he Gotta pumps get him it full in a of that, and and Michael gets a little bit woozy for a second, mm -hmm. uh, and then Kara tries to be a hero real quick, and Michael <laughs> puts an end to that. So Tommy comes and does it. I'll take that. Yeah, it should be Jamie. I'll take Tommy. <laughs> it, yeah, <laughs> and it's... Paul Rudd just beats the shit out of Michael Myers with a pipe. Not something you probably expected you'd ever see in your life if you no. did not know that Paul Rudd was in a Halloween movie. You'd be like, Paul Rudd beating like, Michael Myers like... with a pipe. What, Paul like Rudd, on like Paul, Paul on like robot chicken or something? Is that what we're talking about? Like, yeah. no, no, no. Real movie. Yeah. Official timeline. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, super goofy, but yeah. then he just beats him until goo comes out. Yeah. Uh, which is another part of the like who gives a shit movie reshoots thing, where it's like, you know, the end of that other one was like all about cults and rituals mm. and shit. And so this one got rid of all of that. And they're like, so I guess this time they're going to beat the shit out of Michael, but it works. I guess. I guess. And then at the they end. they drugged him first. Yeah. Uh, which Loomis did in the last movie. That didn't fucking help. Uh-huh. Then Tommy leaves the sanitarium and meets back up with everybody. And then Loomis is out there. Mm -hmm. And that final scene where they're leaving and Loomis says he's going to go back inside. That's from the original cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, he, he disappears he has... for yeah. so long. And then it's like. Oh, there's something else I need to do. Like, what? What do you need to do? Like, well, if you had seen the real movie, you'd know, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's super silly that he's suddenly like, oh, by the way, there's something I forgot to do. Like, really? Because what have you been doing this whole time then? Because yeah. you disappeared like 20 minutes ago and we haven't seen you since. Dr. Wynn had you knocked out, mm -hmm. like beaten over the back of the head and knocked out. And then we don't see you again. Yeah. Until it cuts to like, we're leaving Dr. Loomis. And he's like, oh. Well, I finally came too. <laughs> yeah, they dragged him outside, dropped him in that spot, and then he woke up just as they were leaving. <laughs> like, super silly and totally incoherent. But then, yeah, he goes back inside, and then they just show Michael's mask on the ground mm -hmm. and Loomis screaming, and then it cuts mm -hmm. into In Loving Memory of Donald Pleasance. Mm -hmm. Like, really? That's how you leave it? Is like him just like, yeah! 
<laughs> in loving memory. <laughs> like, that's what you remember from him, right? All yeah, the times like, he just yelled. Like it would have been so much better because there's a there's a cut of this movie. The the opening of the movie originally had Loomis doing the voiceover instead of Paul Rudd. Oh, you know, and it was a much more Loomis Loomisian <laughs> uh, <laughs> kind of monologue. And it's like, how about you end it like that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Have a bunch of shots of like everywhere in the sanitarium where Michael isn't like the end of the first movie, you know, where mm -hmm. they're showing all over town and maybe even have the like <sighs> as Loomis gives like a monologue about evil and something about evil and then show the mask like and he's out of his mask. Who knows where he is? And then you cut to black and then leave out the Loomis screaming part mm -hmm. and leave it with like a dignified final line and then have it say in loving memory of Donald Pleasance. And maybe it might feel a little more like an actual loving memory of Donald Pleasance. <laughs> and not like, remember that time we had him scream a bunch again? <laughs> uh, again. Yeah. Once again, he goes insane. Um, oh, and it's, Donald. yeah, it's, it really is a bummer that like, Donald Pleasance died before they did the reshoots. So mm -hmm. there was just no way they could have put him in the new movie. Mm. So basically the whole end of the movie is without him. Yeah. And it's like, ugh, what a bummer for his final performance that they couldn't even get it to like line up right. Mm -hmm. Like it's just this incoherent jumble of like one original idea and then a bunch of ideas like stapled on top of that idea <laughs> with no bearing on whether they like lined up or matched or whatever. Yeah. And it's just fucking nonsense. <laughs> one thing that I thought was really dumb in terms of them like adding something as though we should we should know like ahead of time, like, oh yeah, no, that's something that just that's always been happening, despite them introducing it in this movie. Is that Michael burns that cult of thorn symbol into the hay bales uh -huh. in the farm. And then the fucking one cop is like, what the fuck is that? And Loomis is like, oh, it's his symbol. As though yeah. he's been doing that the whole time. Like This is the first time he has ever left this symbol at a crime scene. Mm -hmm. And you're like, no, yeah, that thing he does. Movie. Never. Never happened. Not letting you get away with that one. <laughs> Fuck you, movie. <laughs> One thing I did like uh, was finally Michael fell down the stairs. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Karen knocks him down the stairs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she tricks him, which I was like, huh. Yeah. That's a neat little thing like most of these girls have not quite had in the last couple movies. Yeah. Oh, also fucking hilarious that Loomis just bursts into the Myers house to tell Deborah. Mm -hmm. about how evil the house is and mm -hmm. that they're living in Michael Myers' old house and that it's dangerous. And then he leaves before ensuring that she's safe. Yep. He's like, so anyway, now that you know that, Get your toodles. family out of here. See you later. <laughs> yeah, I have some other things to do, though. Like, you'd think <laughs> that if he really doesn't want more blood on his hands. Because, you know, like, if he had ever heard the news, like, oh, by the way, you remember that Meyer, the, the Strode family living at the Myers place? Like, yeah, like, all dead. Like, but I warned her. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Didn't take. I like him in this movie. I like that he was retired and dragged back into it. You mm -hmm. know, like the other ones have seemed so much like he's been like running after Michael, like literally every moment that we don't see him is him like, oh, trying to get to Michael. So he just constantly seems like a madman who's been, you know, mm -hmm. screaming and running and waving guns around every moment of his life. And now it's like he's retired. He's calm. He's, you know, he's gotten a little more rational mm -hmm. than he had gotten those last couple <laughs> years during that whole Michael Myers thing. <laughs> like he, it's like he knew, like, he, I kind of lost myself a bit there mm -hmm. when I was dragging that girl <laughs> and telling Michael to take her. I realized I might have gone too far. <laughs> so I retired to the countryside. I'm way calmer now. Yeah. My face healed. Yeah. <laughs> There's apparently a line in the director's cut or the producer's cut or whatever. That he says, like, oh, I got plastic surgery. At least I don't scare people anymore. And it was like, oh, well, at least there was a little something yeah. to let us know why he's perfectly fine now. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Super silly. But, yeah, I, I do enjoy that he is in this, but I do lament that it's, like, it's not what it could have been. Like, I wish, yeah. I wish that he had somehow been able to have a real triumphant Loomis moment you know as mm -hmm. it stands it really comes down to like and he chased this madman every day and he never succeeded 
what a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> There's no good ending for Loomis in these yeah. movies because Michael is kind of eternal. There's no like, and now Loomis won. Mm-hmm. Like, no, he never will. <laughs> Not no. as long as Michael keeps making movies. <laughs> Loomis will lose. Just every one of them is like another L mm-hmm. in the Loomis column. <laughs> it's like, And he got out and killed again. Damn. Way to go. uh we have one more week left in halloween month and it is going to be a super duper awesome week because obviously the cult of thorn timeline is over Mm -hmm. uh we've already done halloween resurrection and Mm -hmm. we've just seen halloween h2o a bunch of times yeah that i don't even know if there'd be as much to talk about like we've probably talked about that movie a bunch in just our life Yes. Uh, so <laughs> we needed to find something to fill out the last movie. And it was like, uh, shoot, do you, do you wind up going and doing Halloween 3 because it's in the series and it's called that? Or do you do the Rob Zombie movie or something like that? Hey, how about the Halloween movie that came out this month? So mm-hmm. the final week of Halloween month will be our episode on Halloween Kills. And we have been itching to talk about it. So yes. that episode, uh, we are very excited to to get to get down and get done and, and be ready for Halloween. So uh, this is Jeff and Kelly. You are a madman. Mm-hmm.